Would you please stand and sing with us? Children, I know you're going to be very disappointed. Good morning, everyone. But it's time for you to leave. I'm not sure whether to give you a belated Thanksgiving greeting or an early Christmas one. Isn't this a great Hope time you have of year? a great time at Caught kids' worship. Thanksgiving and joy, the joy of the season. Appreciate the, the message in that song. God's never given to you. I'm sure the Lord Jesus picked that up. Welcome to this celebration. There will be a lot of them coming up.
trumpet through the land. Cry aloud and say, Assemble, and let us go into the fortified city. Raise the standard toward Zion. Flee for safety. Stay not, for I bring disaster from the north. chapter 14 with me. Ashley read these verses for us a little bit earlier, but verse 1 talks about concerning the drought, and we're going to soon Since see today that the is last the Sunday of Advent, up, the joy was like very the hard to find. Optimism was waning. The wreath candles give us a visual focus of Advent. Also, verse Help us two, to anticipate the celebration of the birthday of verse the king, two, lament, our Lord and Savior, cry. Jesus Christ. Down in verse the three, the circle of the Advent wreath has, has no, no beginning water, and no vessels end. are empty. It reminds us of God's timelessness and His eternal confounded. plan. Earlier the in verse three, it says, "Reminds us send their servants for water. They come to the cisterns. The shape of the wreath they is find round, no water. reminding no water us of the fellowship of believers around the, the world who share with us. There is no water for anybody coming." Who is there? The candle that it will be in the so middle on Christmas Eve four. represents the light the of Jesus' presence dismayed. among us. The picture, the flame, that, no, holiness, no rain, the drought is there. It says, since there's no rain, the glowing the land. flames of the candles remind us of the star sad. of Bethlehem. Even the dough in the, the field forsakes our newborn fall. They remind us of the light no of the world. Grass. Jesus Even Christ. nature suffers as the a result. The lighting of the candles calls us to worship and to set this time apart as holy. No the vegetation contains five candles, six. four around the circumference now, of the wreath, and one that will be in the here. center. This picture is still Each there. Each candle has Babylon a meaning. Is coming, and but now there's a particular drought. Sunday leading up to there's Christmas turmoil Day. turmoil of all kinds this that Christmas is going season, on. season, we will celebrate right the in hope the middle of, that, of Christmas. We come to verse The hope eight. of Christmas was and is the Messiah. Oh, you hope the Lord of Jesus Israel. Christ. It's Each week Savior of Advent will center on a significant name or descriptive title of Jesus. Why should you be like a stranger in a land, like a traveler who turns aside to Jesus tarry for a night? The light. Why would you be like a man confused, like a mighty warrior who cannot save? Yet you, O oh Lord, are in the midst of us, and we are called by your name. Do not leave us. No so what is happening is that people English. understand English. their only hope but is the, going to be in the, the Lord. Everything around them looks hopeless. Look at verse 22. And there are some more verses between that are very, very unpleasant. Lying prophets are mentioned who are trying to say, everything's going to be okay, don't worry. God's telling Jeremiah, that's a lie. Everything is not going to be okay. The people have sinned. John, They're crying one, out. One they know that In they the need some help. Verse 22. And the word was with God, Are there any the among the false God. gods of he the was, nations that can bring he rain? Was in the beginning with or can God. the heavens give showers? Him, Are you not him, he, O Lord, nothing, our God? We set our hope on you. 
me that was For you me. do all and him these was light, and the things. Light was light of men. They keep coming the light back to in it. The darkness, and the darkness has they not keep coming it. back to only one hope. John and 8 it's going to, to be 12. in the Lord Again, Jesus himself. spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows Jeremiah me will not Jeremiah chapter 17, verse darkness, 7, which is on the screen the right now. Of life. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. The message keeps coming back over and over. It's a message of despair and hopelessness, but a ray of hope is always there. In Jeremiah 17, 7, trust is from a Hebrew word that means to be confident or sure, to make, to hope, to have confidence in. So when we trust in the Lord, it makes us to be able to hope. Jeremiah 17, verse 13, O Lord, the hope of Israel is almost a technical term now. The The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from Jeremiah between his 14, feet until he comes to whom it belongs, the and the obedience of the, of the nations Jeremiah, is his. That was a prophecy of Messiah coming. Judah mourns and her gates languish. The, the tribe of Judah, the, the nation of Judah, the of Jerusalem goes up. They would continue to be rulers until they the ultimate the ruler they came. Find that was no the prophecy. They return with their and vessels they understood empty. that. They, they understood that, as it says heads. here, the scepter is not going because to depart from Judah, the ruler's staff, that which no gave them the legitimacy, that was not going to go away until a particular individual came. Her newborn fawn to him because would be no the grass. obedience of the peoples. That the would wild be stand on the bare heights. So once again, the authority of leadership like will not depart from Judah until the rightful no leader comes. The rightful leader Though clearly came when Jesus was Act, born. O Lord, for your name's sake. Even after the Babylonian captivity, many, when the nation of Judah really you. ceased and many of their people oh, were removed Israel, from that country, even after that, the governors of Judea 
like we're a traveler the tribe who turns of Judah. We're not talking about kings name. anymore. We're talking about Why governors now. Why should you be like now. a man confused? Until like a Judea became a province of the Roman Empire, just about the time of Jesus' birth. And we are called when preparations were being made for Judea to be taxed as a Roman province. The legal power of the Jewish Sanhedrin was restricted 23 years before the trial of Jesus. The restriction was this. It may not seem like much, but it was a whole lot to the Jewish people. It was the loss of the power to pass the death sentence. That was taken away from the Jewish people. The Romans now had that. A man by the name of Rabbi Rachman, here's what he said. The conclusion of the quote is on the screen. This is what he says in the Talmud. When the members of the Sanhedrin found themselves deprived of their right over life and death, a general consternation took possession of them. They covered their heads with ashes and their bodies with sackcloth, exclaiming, Woe unto us, for the scepter has departed from Judah, and the Messiah has not come. The Messiah had come. He was ten years old. And the scepter had not departed from Judah until the rightful one came. He was there. Rabbi Rachman was not aware of that innumerable lot of other people at that particular time. It was the bleak midwinter for the people then because they thought that prophecy has not come true. Messiah is not here, and they've just taken the scepter from us. Many kingdoms have now come and gone. But every one of these other kingdoms promised something new. We just conquered the world. The powerful nations of the world. We're going to bring utopia. I don't expect you to see detail on the screen right now, but there are ancient empires represented on the screen there in every case. You will see the Egyptian, the Assyrian, the Babylonian, the Medo-Persian Empire. Also, you will see Greece and you will see Rome. All of those empires came. All of them proved that the wisdom and might of the greatest achievements of mankind still left far short of God, far short of fulfillment and contentment. It was the bleak midwinter because where was our hope? It's not all these empires that came and went and made great promises to their people and the people they conquered. All they showed was that human beings, human institutions, human governments were not hope. There were cruel leaders politically. Like you to turn with me to Galatians chapter 4 for just a moment. Galatians chapter 4. Can't be saying about fullness. Very appropriate to this passage because it's going to talk about the fullness of time. It's going to talk about the time was perfect. I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave. Though he is the owner of everything, 
but he is under guardians and managers until, now notice this, until the date set by this In the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God. Pay attention to verse 2, until the date set by his father, and to verse 4, but when the fullness of time had come. fully come. There's a Greek word, pleoruma, means the filling up. That's the word used here, the completion. It was the end of all preparation. It was the beginning of all fulfillment. It was the maturity of people's spiritual need. God does nothing prematurely, but foreseeing the end from the beginning waits until all is ripe for executing his particular purposes. He waited and he waited and he waited People grew less hopeful except for the remnant, and they kept looking for the hope of Israel. And now it was time, God said, the fullness of time, the date the Father set. One of the older commentaries says this. I think it's so very well put. Had Christ come directly after the fall, Thank you, Lord, the enormity of sin would not have been realized have fully by man so as to feel his desperate need of a Savior. We have peace. Sin and its deadly it fruits were fully developed. Father, Man's inability to save himself by the law, whether that of Moses or that of conscience, was manifested. All the prophecies of various ages found their common center in this time. Providence by various arrangements in the social, political, and moral world had fully prepared the way for the Redeemer. To put it another way, as it's put in Ephesians, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12, it says, Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. That's what happens when one is without God in the world. One is also without hope. And so we have situations all over the place taking place at this particular time. Remember what it used to be like apart from Christ when you were hopeless. Something happened to change all of that. You see on the screen Luke chapter 2, verse 25. A man by the name of Simeon, who's spoken of here, it says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit 
was upon pray for him. The needs for the He's one of those who saw Jesus right after he was born. You would fill that need. Waiting for the consolation Father, of, those around us of Israel food, and or the comfort think of, of those, Israel. Think of them this week and the, the word there is paraclesis, the comforter, the one who comes alongside to bring comfort. The ESV has a study note here. It says the hope that God would come to rescue and comfort season, there'll be many his different people. ministries, musicals, dramas. That's what happened. Various other things that will be pointing to you. The hope of Israel. They were we waiting for it. Simeon was waiting come. for it. And hear the message of Jesus Christ. And now Christ, he recognized it had come in the person of a little baby at that particular time. That message be clear. Also in Luke chapter respond, 2, verse 38, work in their lives. talking about but a woman by the name of Anna, who right God, after Simeon made his comments about this baby that was born, this baby Jesus, she said this, there, coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child pray for Neil to all who were looking forward to the, the redemption pray for of Jerusalem. Specific ways. Another way of Neil's saying the hope of Israel, the redemption of Jerusalem. Joseph of Arimathea was waiting for the kingdom to come. The godly people, the remnant, were waiting for something big to happen. And it did. That's the message of Christmas. And that's why Christmas is a time of hope. Let him do Not his work the bleak midwinter, but the time when hope rises in and each one. We think of the, the wait was now over. The hope of Israel yeah. was no longer you, deferred. Work that has been done through their it had been transformed into reality. Accepting you this year. To their ministry. We pray the hope for the of Israel of is still the hope of the world. Lord, that the fruit today. of their ministry. Can you imagine the excitement of and the Simeons and the Annas and the Joseph of Arimathea and those who understood exactly what had happened? They'd been waiting be for it for him. centuries and it happened. Holy Spirit, use but the hope of Israel is still the hope of the world today. And then, Father, we would pray that you would increase our passion. The times are almost unbearable for many living Jesus today without hope. According to a Washington Post article we give back to in August of 2014, that you've given for our lives. it is the very essence, it says, of the American dream. An irrepressible confidence that our children will live better than we do. Part of the American dream. How many of you have thought that? I want my children to have a better world than I have. It says, and now that dream is gone. It has been slipping for some time, really. But a Wall Street Journal NBC News poll this month put an exclamation point on Americans' lost When asked if life for our children's generation will be better than it has been for us, fully 76% said they do not have such confidence. Only 21% did. That was the worst ever recorded in the poll. 2001, 49% were confident and 43% not confident. Living in a time when people are looking around and saying, you know what, this isn't What is happening in the world? It's imploding and exploding at the same time. We've got acts of violence and terrorism on a large scale, on small scales. We have people going absolutely insane and taking it out on everyone else around them. There are those who will look at the economy, look at the morals, look at everything around and say, the times are very, very tough. But you know what? The hope of Israel is still the hope of us today. Now we're in New Testament times. Jewish hope, the Christian message are inseparably related. You'll turn with me to Acts for just a moment. I'm going to look at a couple of passages in Acts close together. 
Romans 15, 4. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and the encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope. That's why everything was written in the Bible for us to have hope. Romans 15, 13. What a great benediction. Don't get your hopes up. This isn't the final benediction for this morning, but it is a benediction. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Dennis DeHaan wrote this in a devotional. The English poet Alexander Pope wrote, Hope springs eternal in the human breast. Man never is but always to be blessed. But where does man turn when hope dries up? The director of a medical clinic told of a terminally ill young man who came in for his usual treatment. A new doctor who was on duty said to him casually and cruelly, You know, don't you, that you won't live out the year. As the young man left, he stopped by the director's desk and wept. That man took away my hope, he blurted out. I guess he did, replied the director. Maybe it's time to find a new one. I think he meant a new hope, not a new doctor. Commenting on this incident, another individual wrote, Is there a hope when hope is taken away? Is there hope when the situation is hopeless? That question leads us to Christian hope. For in the Bible, hope is no longer a passion for the possible. It becomes a passion for the promised. 
When our expectation is rooted in God and his son Jesus Christ as our savior from sin and death, the blessing that Alexander Pope says we are always looking for becomes a present reality. Because God is the God of hope. He alone keeps hope flowing when its springs dry up in the human breast. Now this is where we came in. Psalm 39, 7. But now, Lord, what do I look for? My hope is in you. And we can truly say, thanks be to the God of hope. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, there are those among us, no doubt, who have been at battle with hopelessness. Those to whom circumstances have not been good. Those who are on the brink of throwing in the towel, which can be at many levels and mean many different things. But my prayer is that among us, there would be more than simply a remnant who keep hope alive. But all of us would be able to look to this season, the season of hope, and see what it is that Jesus has done for us so that truly our hope is in him. And we thank you for that. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.